0: Okay, here we go now. Welcome to Old Dog New Tech, the podcast that explores edtech ideas, innovations, and integration methods from the experienced old dog side of things. My name is Jeff West, and I've been a K-12 music educator for 27 years, and I am passionate about edtech. I love using it. So let's get started at taking a look at how this can be used in your classroom. Welcome to Season 2 of Old Dog New Tech. I'm Jeff West. It's been a while since I have podcasted between family vacations and crazy, crazy school schedule. Graduation, had a friend retire, all kinds of different events that I had to prepare and stay focused uh, on my schoolwork. And boy, podcasting just took a back seat for a while, but that's all right. That's all right with me. So, in this episode, 57, I'm going to be talking about um, fostering collaboration, and I'm doing this because I just attended uh, some training for uh, project-based learning, and the point, and a very good point, was made that collaboration is a tricky, tricky skill to foster, because it's almost like you have to take time away from your lesson. So... While 21st century skills seem to be gaining speed in, in K-12 education. There's a lot of articles and PD, like I said, that uh, I've read and uh, attended. And it seems to at least mention 21st century skills, if not focus on them. For a while, it seemed like that was a, almost like a, I wouldn't say rare, but a, like they're waiting to see if it's going to hang around, which is really strange because it's a very solid Uh, methodology so within the 21st century skills if you're familiar with them they've got the four C's of creativity and critical thinking communication and collaboration and sometimes those are referred to as soft skills in the business world by a lot of employers and they yearn for workers to have these skills but you don't see them on a a transcript so much. I think it shows up in the projects that they do. So I think that's another reason of the many that project-based learning is becoming so popular. And schools then are kind of focusing on the development of the four C's. But I think collaboration seems to be one of the more challenging to develop. Um, it, It almost has to be fostered, and teachers need to understand that the learning gaps are going to be wide. Some kids are going to do it really well on one particular project or area and in another they're not. And you can take some time and, you know, analyze that and try to figure that out and maybe that'll help close those learning gaps a little bit. But I think the biggest point that I like to make is that you just have to be patient with it and understand that that's going to be a, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be something you have to overcome. So unlike the other three skills though, um, it doesn't always translate or tie into a daily lesson. You know, you have critical thinking and communicating and creativity, you kind of do that. That's kind of easy to see and understand. A lot of the things that we do as teachers with our content is well, first we might present it and make sure they understand it and then see what they can do with it. It's kind of the, the end goal, just roughly speaking. But working together, Not always. In fact, a lot of times, especially when I was in school, you know, you were told to do your work, do your own work. And and that's still the case now. But I think there's a, a, with the uh, development of technology, it's a lot easier to collaborate and work together. And so that is becoming a more sought after skill. So I have some uh, activities and ideas that might make fostering the development of this skill a little easier and I'll tell you right now it's not all about tech but I'm going to try and make some uh, connections and maybe some suggestions on how or what your next steps could be or what you might be able to utilize all right so let's go on with the first point So when you're thinking about collaboration, if you're like me, when I was looking at it in my classroom, you know, you're gonna get those who do it right away and those who don't do it, the do's and the don'ts, so to speak. And and how do you get equal participation effort? That's, that's a tricky part. And so I think when you're teaching or fostering collaboration, Um, there has to be a bit of assigned duties for each student until they kind of get the feel for what or how they're function, how they function rather in a a collaborative environment or in a project, it's always going to change, it's going to fluctuate and. You know, we have taught our students to, you know, sit in a chair and listen and do what I tell you to do And for a high percentage of, of the time. And I know as much as teachers try to change that and, and have a different learning environment, there's just some things, especially early in education, that you have to have that type of environment. It has to be the teacher-driven And then you can switch into student-driven once they kind of get the feel for it. You can't just say, you know, here's math, here's a bunch of numbers, go, good luck. Um, And I know that's probably overdoing it or going the other way to a little bit further, but I think sometimes people, teachers or people think that when you're teaching collaboration, you know, that's kind of, you know, what it is, you know, here you go, good luck. And uh, the word foster and faci- uh, words foster and facilitate really need to be in the vocabulary of the teacher. It need to be in the description. So to get the the gears greased, the ball rolling, um, I'm going to talk about three, although there are multiple, three different types of methods, formats. Discussion, almost games. Sometimes you can definitely gamify it. Any of these, you know, use your creativity. Create them. Take it and kind of change these a little bit to fit the needs in the classroom. Uh, don't throw it out because wow, that wouldn't work with my kids. We'll make it work with your kids. Change it up a bit. If you think it will, if you think it will help you to get them to learn the skill. So uh, there's no tech in these. No check at all. This is paper, pencil, marker, big piece of paper. I'll let you decide kind of how you want to do it. The first one is pretty common one. Uh, It's referred to as I like, I wish, I wonder. And, you know, you would give the students or particular areas, you'd have some prompts of problems or challenges or... Um, you could even use this if students were part of the way through a project um, and they get post-it notes I've seen it done with that I've seen it done with just uh, everyone gets a different kind of marker there's no names um, with it they just get to write a I like an I wish and an I wonder and sometimes uh, you'll even limit the number you might give them one, I like, and one, I wish, and two, I wonder, is to kind of challenge so that the person on their project is getting more feedback on further steps. You know, if someone had a had a, a, a project partially developed to create a book, and I like the title, and um, I wish that I had a book like this when I was a kid, and I wonder... How you going to illustrate it? I wonder if you could put it in multiple languages by using technology. Just to kind of get the, the mind thinking and the collaboration, and everyone kind of gets comfortable with providing feedback and receiving it. And if it's something where they look at an I wonder and they kind of feel a little uncomfortable or take it a little personally, like someone's attacking them or something, then you work with that. You have to work on how to word it and how to talk to each other and how to write things down. And still, it's all anonymous. And then that way, you know, you're teaching everyone how to word things correctly. And you could even ask your students, how could we say this a little less aggressively? I like, I wish, I wonder. An activity I had a chance to do in uh, a professional development was a 30 circles. And basically, this is a piece of paper with 30 circles and you had, I think, three minutes to create something recognizable with each circle. Use as, use as many of as the circles as possible. And you'll find that some will get all the way through and some will get just halfway through. You know, no names on them and then maybe you just have people come around and do and take a look at them maybe they trade the papers and then they work a little bit further on the circles this kind of feeds into the next game that i'm uh, i'm going to highlight but i think in the collaboration creativity kind of goes with that and so you have to be comfortable to create first off so they're participating and providing some effort so then i got some noise here on my microphone there we go and then giving them a chance to see each other's works and discuss it. Even if they just trade it there or they're with a a partner or with a group of four and they take a look at each other's work and laugh about it and say, what's that? And I think that creates an environment again where the creative juices start flowing, but they're not afraid to, to laugh at, at their mistakes. Sometimes that that impedes on the process of collaboration. A third idea is called squiggle birds. I didn't get a chance to do this one. I did something like it. I didn't do anything with birds. But basically, you give them uh, a chance, the students a chance, to just draw some figures. And some there is an actual thing with birds where you put different uh, types of uh, birds down and then you pass that paper around in the group and then someone takes those squiggles that used that they started and they add to them. And you develop different shapes or different figures. So, you know you get the idea. But uh, what I like about this is the ability to, to do some nonverbal collaboration. So, I like, I wish, I wonder, 30 circles and squiggle birds. No tech, it's paper, pencil, marker, large piece of paper. could even, I suppose, do it on the whiteboard. Um, think about it. Maybe there's a, another way that you could incorporate this to foster some collaboration. Okay, so now we've chosen some activities, maybe we've done some paper and pencil, maybe we've moved into the project development, uh, need to knows and knows and so forth of it. I don't know, maybe you're a totally different phase, but in any phase, I would highly suggest planning some way to integrate some technology. Even if it's something as simple as, and I say simple, but um, it may not be simple. It it's something as, uh, not as complicated as just opening up a document and putting things on the document and allowing some comments. Something that people collaborate and share and work together to, to communicate just so you get comfortable with that aspect. It doesn't have to be the primary, just a little ingredient of your project um, so you know you get your driving question and maybe no tech is the way to go all the way through it that's fine and dandy but if you want to incorporate some and i think there are enough studies now that are starting to pop up showing that the use of certain types of technology increase engagement which we know then increases learning so it's worth consideration i think so here's some tech tech tools to give a, give a go I have just started to delve into Glogster, and it looks like it allows this blogging and feedback and creation of, uh, of posters and uh, banners and so forth, and again, this is what I've read. I haven't done it yet. I just experimented with it a little bit on my own, and it looks like it would have um, a lot of possibility for, again, an ingredient in a project-based learning. Uh, one that I read on a list, and, and again, did a little bit of uh, experimenting with, is called My Histro. It allows you to create timelines on the map to put pictures on, much like um, uh, Google Maps would do. But This one allows, it kind of packages it into a nice, um, succinct, I guess, presentation. And, and I mentioned this, and I want to kind of branch into the problem-based learning, just problem-based, project-based learning, just to reiterate a point that I think is often forgot. In PBL, it doesn't have to be a six-week thing. It can be a couple of days. So this, my history would be great for that. When you start out in uh, PBL, you often have... Uh, uh, introduction of the concept and I think it the one of the strongest ways to do that is with a video a teacher created video or maybe you have some students create and maybe that's where it starts is I want you to go out and record these things and so you could use screencastify you could just use the phones and up and uh, show your students how to uh, upload that to Drive um, it takes a few clicks here or there on the phone and you got to make sure it's on their phones if that's, a, if that's a possibility. I mean, it may have limitations there and their technology. So you may have to use a web camera and a Chromebook or an iPad or, you know, something along those lines to, to create some very uh, amateur, impromptu videos that you can use to kind of kick off the, uh, the lesson. Google Sheets. Google Sheets would be awesome, especially if you want to do something where you're collecting data and you want to show different charts of percentages or some sort of data for the students to kind of spitball on to get together and decide what direction they want to go with that. Uh, Google Sheets is a great choice. Of course, you could also use Excel as well with google sheets you can you can share very easily in the drives if you're using google in your school um it's a very usable very very uh, it's a great tool canva i like canva because i have used it to create several banners and pictures and there's a lot of freedom there it does take a little uh use, getting used to and manipulating it but it's not real hard the kids will probably get used to it quicker uh, than you will Uh, and they can take pictures that they put in there. They can search for pictures and create some sort of banner or communication piece if they need that for their uh, project. You can even do it in the class, Uh, and you'll have them create those fairly quickly and then go around for the collaboration tool of the I Like, I Wish, I Wonder and use paper. And stick those posted notes, or even just have lined paper, and they write a sentence down on the lined paper. I don't know what 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 do your students need? I think I know. I get caught up sometimes when I see a game or an activity, or uh, I participate in professional development, and they say you could use this in your class. or work great with your students. We start doing it, and I'm thinking, boy, the this doesn't it doesn't lay right in my classroom. The the needs of the students and the environment don't quite fit that. So change it, change it. Don't be afraid to change it. Lastly, do a search. Do a search of the skill that you want to develop and include the words, tech tools. Tech tools to help blank or activities to foster collaboration. I did that to get some of the tools that I have been uh, researching here lately. So just take a minute, sitting at home watching TV, sitting at a soccer game, in the doctor's office waiting. I hope not the doctor's office, just a checkup. I hope you're nice and healthy, but you get what I'm saying. And this time when we're on our phones reading some of these Oh, I don't know, fillers, time fillers. Sometimes I, what I'm reading, I'm going, boy, this is really meaningless. I could be using my time a little bit better. Do a search like that, see what comes up. All right, I hope those helped you a little bit. And next is a little bit of a tech treat. kind of an oldie but a goodie, but I, I think it's a definite one that you're gonna wanna consider. Tech treat time on Old Dog New Tech. I always like to have like a new little tech tool, but this time it's not really all that new. Don't underestimate the basic tools of Google or any other piece of tech that you might have at your fingertips that you've been using a little bit. Don't always feel like you got to go for the new thing. Use the stuff you have. And get good at it and delve into the other areas, especially if they will help your students out and fit into your class. One of the areas um, that I have used and my students have used and I'm seeing them use it more and more is the comment feature in Google, whether it's a document or a slide deck. Um, I when I'm grading in the learning management system that I'm in is uh, Schoology. It still integrates uh, has a piece that integrates with Google Drive and so I have them turn in things using uh, the Google tools. And when I grade it, I will put a comment right in their document and then uh, of course the grade goes in the Schoology area, but it's all in one area. It takes a lo- it took a little getting used to. Sometimes when I click things, then things resize. That's a, that's kind of a, it's always a surprise when I click on it and all of a sudden everything gets smaller and I can't see the things anymore with my old eyes. But, you know, it, it, tech is a, is a great thing, but it's also still quite a challenging thing, I know. All right, so use that comment. Use the comment feature on any of the Google tools, you can add a comment. Um, One of the extra features within the comments that um, I encourage you to take a look at is, or rather, are the, is the capability to. I'm having microphone trouble. I'm sorry if my voice keeps kind of changing here is the ability to, and you push the three dots, someone called it the stoplight. I always called it the snowman, but when you click on it, it says resolve. And so if someone, if you're working collaboratively having your students work together and they click and they leave each other comments and says, hey, did you think of trying this? A student then can click on those three dots and click resolve and it will give them the capability to respond. And each time then that they do that, the comment notification goes to them saying, John just responded to the comment you made and you can click and they can read that. So they don't have to be there at the same time. They can do it as they're available, as they can, as they are working on the project. So I alluded and mentioned my learning management system. Are you using one? I think they all have some very similar tools. one tool that I haven't had much of a chance to use just because of the subject I teach is the discussion tool that you can start a discussion and have it be a graded discussion. You can um, link a rubric to it with particular requirements. And this was kind of the piece I was talking about earlier in this podcast about assigning roles or kind of controlling the collaboration to help students kind of learn how to collaborate, how they fit in, what their role is, you know, how serious of a piece of feedback do they give, how do they word it, you know, all that can be suggested and graded if you wish uh, through most of the uh, discussion tools within learning management systems. I've seen Blackboard and Canvas and Um, Schoology, of course. And um, I know, I don't think Google Classroom offers that, although it's been a long time since I've used it. But I know you can find um, another tool that will link with Google Classroom and you can control and foster rather the different roles of collaboration. So there's your tech treat episode 57 of season two i'm so excited to get started with season two i have no promises on what i'm going to do i was promising more interviews and boy was that really difficult i'm going to turn that's kind of a goal of mine this year to do a much better job of getting interviews but at the time i said that then all of a sudden um some a lot of unexpected good things great things i had a great school year uh but they came up and got in my way and um it was exciting. It was a great end of the school year, but I didn't get to that interview part that I really wanted to get more interviews on my podcast. Uh, just talking about tech and integrating it in the different subject areas and, and kind of whatever else, you know, my guests want to talk about. So this is the end of episode 57. Thanks for listening to Old Dog New Tech. Uh, you know, drop me an email if you want to. If you have time, give me a review on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to my second season. And I hope that you are getting fired up for a great school year. This has been Old Dog New Tech with Jeff West. You can reach me at olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. That's olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. Send me an email or leave me a review on iTunes. And remember, when integrating tech into your classroom, don't try to be perfect. Just be patient.